0: You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Here we go! Let's get ready to suck it! Welcome to your home.
1: Snack bar, Lambeau Field.
0: I was scalded by the cheese of a flaming hot nacho. You play to win the game. He starts to come and then he pulls out. If it's from a slice of a goo. Finish it. Oh, it is hard goddamn
1: work being this good. Hello and welcome mm-hmm. back to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with the boys, Ooh. Dom and Mark. Back again, once mm-hmm. again already. It's another week that's passed. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the show, my brother Mark. How it's are you?
2: Good. It's uh, episode 31 now and tomorrow is actually 31st, so it's kind of funny. Day off. Happy Halloween, folks. Yep. Yeah, Chop Sports Network, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, but, no, nah, yeah, I mean, it's, we've been getting spooky. Last week was a spooktacular, y'all. Um, heard some ghost stories and shit. That was fun.
1: Got a lot of good feedback on yeah, that one, man.
2: Yeah, and still, you know, it's still spooky season. Even when you get this, I still, still consider it spooky for a while. Till, til, like, Thanksgiving, it's still a little spooky.
1: And for guys like us, does it really ever end?
2: No. Nah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, no. Nah. But, ends. like, something about, like... Halloween shit, like, you know, superstitions. We are just talking about superstitions, right? Yeah, yeah. So, we all, oh, everybody, I mean, athletes have superstitions. We have, everybody has, I think everybody has, like, their own little personal, even if they're not OCD, like, something, like, like I could be OCD with shit. Not me, never. Yeah, yeah, right, but, uh, yeah, so, everybody has, like, their own little shit, I guess, you know, I don't know what it is, but, personally, I know you're the same way, like, if I, rock a jersey when my team's playing and they win i'm gonna rock that jersey till they lose that's usually how i roll you know so that's why i'm rocking the deck again because i wore Dak on his comeback game last week they won so i'm rocking it again and you've been rocking that white jet random whatever <laughs> that is like an old throwback random white jet jersey
1: yeah so it's a it's not necessarily like a jersey yeah, jersey it's very weird it's a jersey fabric and has like a Old Jets logo on it and a number 24. Mm -hmm. So when I look back, I think it's like either late 80s or early 90s uh, champion. So it's not
2: this. We know that. No.
1: (laughs) I've been been rocking that since the streak. Yeah. The Jets have been streaking. It's been fantastic. And I've been rocking it. Now today, the Jets against the Patriots, big, big game. Mm -hmm. And the Jets are, and they've been, right, during the streak, wearing the white tops and the black black bottoms. bottoms. Yeah. Today... It's a blackout. It's a blackout. And they had this plan because it's a PR media thing. And they want to push the jerseys and push the jerseys. The new black helmet. It's a whole big to-do. So now I'm a little conflicted. A, I didn't like the white and black tops. But once they start winning, it starts looking a little better. Mm -hmm. And now they want to go away from that. They're going to fuck that. So now I'm thinking, do I rock the white jersey that I've been rocking and they've been winning with? Mm
2: -hmm. Or do I join the blackout? (sighs) I'm telling you, you got to stick with the white jersey until it runs out of its magic. I'm th- I, that's just me, you know. You said, "Oh, I don't want to wear it outside." We're sitting out twenty feet from where we'd normally be sitting. <laughs>
1: true, true that. True that. And today's going to be a good day, man. We got a uh, our first of the season, our backyard tailgating fest. Mm-hmm. So we have some chili rocking right now in the crock yes. pot. We got two TVs outside. Yeah, we got the fire pit ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a beautiful day. All we need is a Jets win.
2: And, and the Cowboys win. And we're good.
1: The weather's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amen, brothers. So, yes. Um, you That's might, why this is
2: going to be a short episode. <laughs> you
1: might have convinced me. To rock the white? To stay with the white. Because if I don't and they lose. You're going to be like,
2: oh, fuck. I'm not going to be able to forgive myself. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> and you know if they lose and you're rocking it, you're like, okay. Well, now on to the next. Time for a new one. Exactly. See, I wonder, like, what are some of the fucking, like, I'm sure on the Jets right now. There's a couple players that have like their own superstitions. Cause they are like a four-game win streak, right? There's probably guys that haven't changed their socks or their underwear, some shit for like fucking a month at this point in time. And another funny thing is too, like from the fan
1: perspective is um uh, oh, shit, I just lost my train of thought.
2: <coughs> Never mind. You just might as well. You got to put that E-Town clip right in there. Wait, 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 wait. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> totally lost it. So That's all
1: right. Anyways, um, here we are, brother. Mm-hmm. What is on the docket for uh, this uh, sh- short cast today?
2: Short cast. Um, not much, because it's a short cast. But uh, I saw something before that I thought would be an interesting question to pose to you, the audience, everybody else. Um, And that is... So it was a meme mm-hmm. and it was said, it's it a picture of Forrest Gump and a picture of Adam Sandler's Bobby Boucher. And it said, if Forrest Gump was running full speed to his mama somewhere in the end zone, but Bobby Boucher is playing defense and someone told him that Forrest was talking shit about his mama, who wins that matchup? Ooh. Does Forrest run through Bobby or does Bobby completely plant Forrest? Battle of the Mamas, boys. Battle of the ERs. (laughs) Battle of the fucking... Yeah, because they both got that strength. The retard strength. Yeah, they both got it. I hate to say it, but it's not like one has an advantage over the other because they both got it.
1: Now, when it comes to speed, I'm going to give Gump the edge. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to pure power, and if
2: Boucher can hit him, I think it's curtains. To me, personally, I think Boucher wins the battle. Only because it's not like... I don't know, like a kickoff or something where Forrest is just running, like he could maneuver, get out of the way. If they're running straight from the line and he's lined up at the linebacker position and he's already got a lock on Forrest, forget about it. (laughs) Boucher was a heat seeking missile. Like, I give Forrest some credit, but it'd be like, ah, I'm trying to think like two Titans going at it. who, Who
1: would be on your all star
2: movie? Oh my all-star movie football, football, football lineup? lineup. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good question. Um Who's your quarterback? My quarterback's probably going to be Footsteps Falco. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I, I would go. I would
1: go. I, and mm-hmm. Falco's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm going Willie. Willie. You go Willie Beeman.
2: Okay. Well, I, I I the Sharks probably on my team too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you go Willie Beeman. I'm going Footsteps Falco. Okay. All right. Okay. The running back position. Give me. Um, fuck. What was Omar Epps's fucking character in the, in the program? Fuck it. I'm going Booby Miles pre-injury from fucking Friday Night Lights. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's Pre- a good one. Pre-injury. Of b- course. Before the knee injury. Of course. Of course. Give
2: me Booby Miles.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I do I, dude, it's tough. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to just going to pick everybody from any given Sunday because I'm going <laughs> LL Cool J. Yeah. That's,
2: that's a good one though.
1: From the Sharks. Yeah.
2: it's a good one.
1: Um, uh, what receiver. other notable guys were out there in the uh, in the mo- like football movies? What other was there like top well, receivers? I was
2: considering at the running back if I didn't go Booby Miles, whatever his name was, whatever R. Kelly or uh R. Kelly, not R. Kelly, fucking um, what's his face from Longest Yard, Nelly, whatever his character was.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Whatever his running back character, but I will go Michael Irvin's character at receiver from that movie. Hell yeah, at receiver. Uh, Defense, give me Latimer, also from the program. I know he's on the sauce, but give it to me.
1: How about linebacker Thad?
2: Thad Castle? Castle! I like that, too. That was an
1: underrated show, Love that
2: show. Blue Mountain State is hilarious. You know what's crazy? The guy who, you know Sam, his friend in that show, who was like the mascot? You know in real life his dad was like a mob boss? Had no idea. Yeah, he was on that drunk history show one time. Maybe he's telling a story about how his dad like did a bunch of mob shit. It's crazy. I'm like, that's awesome. But yeah, I would probably. But with well, yeah, I'd probably have to go Falco, Booby Miles. Give me Michael Irvin's character. I don't know it from mm-hmm. Longest Yard. Latimer on defense there. Also give me, uh, give me the fucking kicker from fucking the replacements too. The fucking Irish. Oh one. yeah,
1: the smokes a cigarettes. Uh huh.
2: I love that. Fucking smokes the cigarettes. Great <laughs> <Don't worry>. man. <laughs> The bookies there is, I can't kick a fin. I can't do it. They're going to get me. (laughs) What's your favorite football movie of all time? That's tough. It's Probably Any Given Sunday. It is for me. It's probably Any Given Sunday, but the program's right up there, too. I love that movie.
1: You know what, though? But Any Given Sunday, I don't feel like it gets talked about enough. Like Like, In history of
2: football movies. No, I don't. I I feel like it's always at the top. I feel like it doesn't get a lot of love. Well, I feel like a lot of the movies that do get love are more like the funny, comedic, like Replacements, Longest Yard, like all these... Kind of fun movies, you know?
1: Yeah, and honestly, any given Sunday was,
2: you know, it's a it's just, movie, yeah, but it's, it's pretty drama. realistic. Yeah. Also, give me Airbud at receiver. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene, an Airbud too. It was like Airbud Golden Receiver. Yeah. <laughs> My sister watched all these movies, mind you. But there's a scene where they lay the dog the fuck out. I'm like, I'm watching it, like Jesus Christ, just broke this dog's hips. <laughs> like they they tackled the dog hard as fuck. I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, this fucking poor dog's about to end up in a fucking pound. Was it really the dog, or do you think no, it, was it was like, a like an No, it was like a prop, but yeah. but still, like, they showed him getting laid out. <laughs> I'm, like, sitting there laughing, like, no way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fucking, I, I I think anything even Sunday, it's got to be the top, well, excuse me, movie, like, football movie of all time. Yeah,
1: and fucking Pacino oh.
2: is gold in that, dude. Oh, he's
1: got so many good speeches. Oh. Iconic, mm-hmm. iconic speech. That one, man. Um,
2: oh, we talking, talking about,
1: about the one yard mm-hmm. or one inch, whatever it was. One yard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is by far one of the best.
2: The music <laughs> in the background. Ding, ding,
1: ding. Emotional style. Oh yeah, very. And the way that he fucks the franchise I love in it. the end and takes mm-hmm. Beam it takes Beam with him for the fr- uh the new franchise that yep. they uh, were going to run. That was love fantastic. It.
2: Cameron Diaz is a great cunt in that movie. She too. was.
1: She was. Cameron Diaz, man. Good actress, yeah,
2: classic. Hot as fuck in the oh, ma- in the mask. God, her first prime. appearance, I was like, oh my god, prime. That was yes. like her first like big role, and I was like, holy
1: shit, young <laughs> kids too. I was very At impressionable. Time, oh yeah. yeah,
2: I was walking around with my fucking mask boner like <laughs> <laughs> the mask is a good movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything they tra- the only the first one, though. Everything they tried doing after that, there was like a, a, like a son of mass, like Ken- no, whatever, Come on. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Give me a break.
1: Come on. But w- since yeah. we're on the movie talk, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm still holding on to spooky season a little bit. Mm-hmm. We just saw a movie last week. Oh, yeah. Talk about that real That's quick. That's right.
2: We went and we saw Terrifier 2, and uh, that movie was the shit.
1: And if you haven't <laughs> seen the original Terrifier on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? If yeah. you love horror, go see that. Go like, we're it. just talking to our buddy Jeff about it, who likes horror just like us.
2: And he never saw the original. I'm yeah, like, I was are like, you what the crazy hell,
1: crazy dude?
2: How have yeah. you not seen Terrifier? I just had my boss watch it last week, and he was like, "This is awesome." Like,
1: <laughs> so, the Return of Art the Clown, and we got to see it in the movies, mm-hmm. which was awesome for a little independent film uh-huh. with like a seventy five thousand dollar budget, getting a theatrical Grossed, release. Grossed five
2: million. Did they really gross five million so far awesome. worldwide? Which awesome. is more than they ever imagined. Art the Clown, baby. Yeah. And like, even when we went to go see it, it was this past week. The movie had already been out like two weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. And we went like a Tuesday night, at like eight o'clock. And th- there was other people in the theater, like decent well, amount. Like 30 people. Yeah. You know, more than you would honestly expect to see a on like a fucking weeknight at a movies and at that movie particularly, you know? Yeah. I was surprised with how many people were there. But I was I was pumped. I was like, "This is awesome." See, people are coming out and they're showing that practical effects and like, if you know how to do horror right like that, it's gonna be successful. Yep. Like, there's a place for it. And like,
1: I, I think Art the Clown at this point has positioned himself as like a top iconic, iconic slasher. Iconic,
2: yeah. Oh, I think so too. Easily. You look at all these directors that have like big budgets and shit like that. I really feel like some of these directors. They just fall back on the fact that they have all this money to spend. So they just use CGI because they have the mighty use. Of course. It. And it's easier, you know? But nothing takes. You can't replicate to me classic practical effects. It's the best. It's the best. Like that scene in Terrifier 2, I'm not going to give it away, but there's a scene where he busts out a Tommy gun and he's just lighting people up. And, and what slashers do you see? See a gun. The killer. I'll use a gun. Spraying people with, with a fucking a gun. Exactly. And that's something my, my, actually, my supervisor brought up. He's like telling me, he's like, Yeah, I'm watching this shit. And I'm thinking, oh man, he's done. He's watching the first one, mind you. He's like, I'm thinking he's done. They're all kicking his ass. Then he just whoop, pulls out a gun out of his fucking leg and shoots them. And he's like, He had a gun the whole time, never used it until he had to, because that's just how much of a sick fuck he was. Insane.
1: Yeah. Insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, like Mark said, we don't want to give away too much, but. I mean, just great. Two and, and a half like, hours.
2: Two and a half hours. And does feel not like feel it,
1: like two and a half hours at all.
2: Entertained throughout, through mm-hmm. and through. Um, the story could be a little corny, but it's a slasher. It doesn't need a story. Right.
1: So, like, if I had to nitpick, I would go after the story a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not watching it for the storyline. No. Not these type of movies anyway, man. I just want to see people get chopped up in creative ways. and. Mm-hmm. Damien Leone, the uh, creator of Terrifier, man, mm-hmm. he just, he, he nails it, man. And I'm excited to see where Art the Clown goes from here. You know, is there another mm-hmm. Terrifier? Does it become one of these, um, you know, series like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th? That has I'd
2: be cool with it.
1: A bunch of installments. I'd Do we cool. want that?
2: I'd be cool with that if he did like a... Uh... Or if he gave it time to breathe. Like he gave the first one a couple of years. Three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You give the second one a couple of years to breathe and you're not, you put another one out, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Like you just can't bombard me with it. That's the problem with a lot of this shit. They what oversaturate. What Halloween?
1: You know, we could talk about that yeah. at length, obviously. But yeah,
2: they bombard you with boom, it.
1: Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, back to back to back, man.
2: Yeah. See, so like it's almost like, like Call of Duty just came out, right? They put a Call of Duty out every single year. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Almost like, what, what are you going to do different? You don't even have that much time to change anything, you know? Do you feel that way about, like, the Madden games, too? Sometimes, yeah. But this next duty, the duty they just put out, is they're not making one for two or three years, which I think is smart. So you can slowly build on this one. Yeah. But I think that, that that's what they need to do with movies, is they need to give it time to breathe. Like, this just came out. You want to give me Terrifier 3 in 2025?
1: I'm cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know?
2: But don't give it to me in 2023. Like I'd probably still watch it, you know, and be into it probably, but I don't I don't I just don't feel I feel like that when you oversaturate it like that and you go over and you start going like overboard with it it, it, it it loses something.
1: Yeah, and what I would hate to see too, I think a lot of the charm for this movie is the the smaller budget and how creative you could be with a small budget. I would hate for it to get, you know, bigger production budgets and lose kind
2: of the uh allure,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like
2: well, I think well, I think he's going to have a bigger budget for sure this time around because of how successful this one was. But I don't think he's going to let that affect how he directs. He'll it. use it the right way. Yeah. Like, he's one of these directors you can tell he knows how to stretch a budget and he knows what he's doing. He's proven around that he knows what he's doing. So I, I, I'm I, willing to give uh, Damien the chance here. And oh, Excuse me, shit, but uh, shout out to uh, Ellie. I forget his last name. The kid in the movie. Mm-hmm. Jersey kid. Friends with people I know. He fucking reviewed the Threat album. You know, respect to him. So, shout out to him. I, I, his page is like punks asking questions or something like hmm. that. I don't know. It's his Instagram. He's he's all over the place, that kid.
1: Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, let's take a break, brother, real yeah. quick. We don't um, have much time. So on the other side, break. we'll get into The Vault. Yeah, we'll go dig in The Vault real That's fast. That's the new name for
2: the uh, yeah. name card segment, yeah. How about we? We actually have a card segment name, The Vault. We'll return to The Vault after this. Use. yes.
0: What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Starch again, and today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through prestige, tax group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. What's up, everybody? This is Sturch and Gooch, and I'm here to talk to you guys about the flagship show right here on the Chop Sports Network. We're talking about the Chop Sports Daily. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go check us out on YouTube. We go live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so give us the old subscribe scheme. Did you just channel your inner Sturge? Channeling my inner Sturge. Yeah, if you want to listen to uh, Gooch talk to you about how dominant he is in everything every day, tune in at 11. I mean, dominant in softball, dominant in tennis. Definitely in dodgeball, uh, dominating California kickball. Monday Domin- through Friday, folks, 11, 11 o'clock. I wasn't done.
1: And we're back for the second half of yes. episode 31 of The Shortcast. Um, mm-hmm. So let's not waste any time. Speedcast. Let's get into uh, the vault. We (laughs) got three cards.
2: (laughs) 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 Needs (laughs) like (laughs) music. The vault.
1: (laughs) So as you guys know, I take three cards every week from my old football collection. Mm -hmm. We we pick one that we like the best out of three. We check the value Mm -hmm. and um, let's get right into it. So number one, we have at random, we have uh, a victory card. Uh, I haven't pulled one of these yet. Victory brand, um, Victory brand, yeah. I don't even remember that brand. And a, um, huh, this is going to be later in this guy's career. Let's see if you could know. This is two. This is two thousand. He previously, um, to this point, wa- played for the Buffalo Bills. Okay, defensive player. Okay, one of the all-time greats. Okay. Um, this is again, uh, Victory, which is a. Well, uh,
2: who was he playing for in two thousand?
1: The Redskins.
2: I think maybe he got traded. I feel like the only. Great Buffalo player i ever seen play for the Redskins. Like, great, great defensive player. Did Bruce Smith ever play? That?
1: There you go. It's Bruce Smith? It's Bruce Smith. Now, all right. on the card, um, he's in the Buffalo jersey, okay. but it says Redskins defensive okay. end, so he probably, so he probably just probably got played, traded. I think he played there for like a year. Yeah, yeah, right towards the end. Mm-hmm. when. Um, remember when fucking Washington was just filling up with oh, all yeah. these shitty old vets?
2: 2000, was that Gus Farrad era?
1: <sighs> Might have been. Mm-hmm. Might have been. But he started... Dude, think about this. His first year was 1985.
2: Yeah. He killed Boomer almost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they always play that clip. And Boomer is science and it's not moving. <laughs> so let's see. Throughout his Bills career, just sack numbers, 85, 6.5, 86, 15, 87, 12, 88, 11, 89, 13, 90, in the 19, boots. 91, Ooh. 1 and a half, Maybe he was Hard hurt that hurt, year. Yeah. 92, 14, 93, 14, 94, 10, 95, 10 and a half 96, 13 and a half Damn. 97, 14, Damn. 98, 10, 99, 7. Still yeah. productive all I'm the way to that point.
2: I would say that that is a career right there. Double digits every year. You don't year. see that anymore. Successful as fuck, yeah, dude. There's, that's consistent, consistent, consistent play right there. That's going to be a tough one to top, Bruce that Smith. Is. Man, that's listen, a I'm a Jet one. fan, but always...
1: The utmost respect for Bruce Smith.
2: There's, there, yeah, like, listen, there's guys you just got to give it up to. Like, I fucking hate the Giants, but there are Giants players I respect. Yep. Like, I respect Michael Strahan. You know, there's guys I respect. Let's go to number two.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, number two, we have um, an upper deck. Let's check the year on it. We are 1999, upper deck. Upper decker. Okay, <laughs> uh, offensive side of the ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Arizona Cardinals
2: um, quarterback. 99. Was, was it we, my guy? Was it my guy Jake? Jake the Snake. Is it Jake Plummer? Arizona I love Cardinals. Jake. Bro, that's my guy. That's a guy who got disrespected a lot in his career.
1: 1997, second round pick. Motherfucker could sling it.
2: Ah, oh, Jake was awesome. He dude. was my guy, bro. And I he, loved him. And he had a good career um with the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, resurgence when he went there. Yeah. But he had a good career in Cardinals, too. Yeah.
1: This uh was his first what two years? 97 and 98. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. There, there you go. Out of Arizona State, we got Jake Plummer. Jake the Snake. Drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. So we got Bruce Smith. We got Jake Plummer.
2: And what's the last card from Third the Third one.
1: This is good. This is good. Um, a playoff uh, momentum mm-hmm. is the, uh, the brand we have from the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. running back. Let's see, the year 1998. What mm. do you think it is?
2: It's not Icky Woods. <laughs> so Corey Dillon. Yes, it is. Really? There you go. Okay. Nice, man. Corey Dillon. Yeah, because Cor- I remember he played there before he played for with the Browns, New England. New England. That's right. Yeah, New England.
1: But uh, yeah, Corey I keep Dillon. Thinking was a of, you beast, know who I'm
2: thinking yeah. of on the Browns? Uh, for some reason, played somewhere Jamal Lewis.
1: Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. but Corey he Dillon, went to the Browns yeah. at the end. Yeah. 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 But yeah.
2: yeah, Corey Dillon. That's right. Corey Dillon. So there you go. There you I have a spot on all three today. You got the you got Corey <laughs> Dillon. We got Jake Plummer, and we got Bruce Smith. To me, I, the, my favorite card is probably the, the Snake, just because I love Jake. Want to check the value on it? Yeah, fuck it. Let's all see right, what we got here? <laughs> all right. What so we've seen that this one has sold on eBay in the past for dollar thirty-nine. All right. Listen,
1: <laughs> everyone that we found so far mm-hmm. at least has some value to it.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, cards all contain some type of value now. That's why, like, I'm getting back into looking. I want to look at my cards, like, really look them up with a real Beckett and see what they're really going for. Mm-hmm. But you can but you're nowadays you're just almost as you don't even need the Beckett. You're almost as good just looking at what it sold for on the open like on market eBay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. the same thing because value is only perceived anyway. You know, so if someone perceives that it's a hundred dollar card, they're going to pay a hundred dollars right, for it, right? Whether it is or not, right? So once someone pays that price, that's what it's worth, though. Amen, brother. So that'll do it for today, guys. Again, Sorry, short, short second half. I just ripped a fucking hole in my pants with that fork.
1: <laughs> with that being said...
2: Yeah, we're going to have to... Oh, my God, it stinks. We're out. Yeah, we're going to be have to be out of here. Sorry, guys. Take it fucking sleazy.
0: This has been the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode... Whenever we feel like it.
2: that keeping like it hot? I'm with Tackles knocking hell come on, we this town.